Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day guys, it is I, Lyle Swithenbank, back with another installment of the Pelican Scoop, a hoop-ball.com presentation. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K as in bank, and the show at HoopBallPels, P-E-L-S. Now, what a roller coaster, guys. What an absolute roller coaster of a game. Um, you know, I was watching the game recorded. I'd been away uh, on a little vacay for a friend's wedding. And shout out to the married couple. Uh, it was a phenomenal wedding down in Fremantle, which is just south of Perth. I uh, had great weather. So, I actually, I, we came back today and um, I recorded the the game and I was eagerly awaiting to settle in and, and watch it and when I got home and uh, dodged Twitter and I dodged the score all day and people were texting me about other games and said don't tell me the Pell score because I want to I want to sit down and experience the entire roller coaster and I think roller coaster might be the word of the day because that was what we got um if you haven't watched it uh, spoilers alert this is a post-game review of the show, of the game, as as per most of the recent episodes, and hopefully we'll have a guest coming up shortly in the next couple of shows. The Pelicans squander a 16-point quarter-time lead to lose 118 to 110. It was a game of absolute ups and downs. Um, I can't really say it was a game of runs because... It was a game of one massive run from the Hornets, um, which we just didn't answer. So first quarter, we came out absolutely scorching. Hit seven threes, and everyone was like, oh, how good are the Pels? Look at them. They're hitting these shots. Uh, Josh Hart was lighting them up when he came on. Um, Everett B.I. stepped into a couple. J.J. Reddick started hitting threes again, and we are like, oh, there he is. And so we went 70%, 7 of 10 from three. 38-22 38-22 to 22 in the end of the first quarter. Oof. Scorched them. And I'm going, yeah, this is what we wanted. You know, at the end of the last episode, we talked about um, what we needed to do and, and to come out pretty hard and pretty fast, and we did that. Now, I also stopped giving predictions of the games because I felt like a jinx the thunder. Um, turns out it wasn't me, so whoever had been giving predictions that we were going to stomp Charlotte, well, it's on them. Uh, so make sure you just direct all of their traffic here and, and listen in to the Pelican Scoop because we're not jinxing the Pels every time, I swear. Uh, one of those games that we just shouldn't have lost. It's like they don't like playing at home. It's like their beds are too comfortable. Uh, 
they get to go home and do whatever they do in their personal lives and it just does not bode well I don't know what it is but the fourth quarter fade outs are horrific even the third quarter fade outs I mean coming out of the half it was like the guys like oh we'll, we'll win this um, when every quarter besides the first they just chipped away just chip chip chipped away and the lead evaporated and all of a sudden we were losing and we lost and we never came back and three games three winnable games three won games even three games where you could have put a pin in it at certain points and said yep the Pels have got this the Pels have absolutely locked it in and really we just we just gave it away you know really shit the bed um, and it continues to happen, especially in these late game situations. Instead of this final push, this final run to um, to close the game out, we just give it away. We just we give them a chance. And how are you getting beaten by that team? You know, Gordon Hayward lit us up. Lamelo Ball almost triple doubled. Nearly became the youngest of all time to score a triple-double. He was one assist short. How is that happening against a team that is absolutely loaded? Their starting lineup absolutely smoked them out. Our our top eight players were good, and they all played, but we just got beaten. We got absolutely beaten in that, probably for three quarters, and it um, it was upsetting. And I think at situations throughout the game we started beating ourselves because we couldn't take care of the ball we absolutely could not take care of the ball and I mean let's go to the stats and this is going to be a little bit ranty I guess and I apologise for that turnovers we had 19 they had 14 points off turnovers 27 27 points off turnovers we had 14 from theirs so on every second turnover that they had we didn't score Basically, if, if you're counting that you get two off every bucket. For them, 27 off 19 turnovers. It's embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing. And you're sitting there going, why are we are we doing this? What is this carry-on? And we can't have it. We really, we really cannot have it. Um, closing games out is so crucial, especially down the stretch. We've played nine games now, and probably three of them have been winnable that we've dropped. We're now four and five on the season, so we've fallen below 500. You know, we were tied fifth in the West, four and four. There was a whole heap of teams. Basically, all the uh, playing teams from last year were all tied with us. And then you drop this one against a team that's three and six. You can't do it. This is not a good team in in the East. It's not one that's going to be contending. We hope to be in the near future. These are the teams you need to come out and stomp. You know, it's it's upsetting because you see these guys, they're so talented. And for, I don't know, three quarters of the game, they're playing well. But then you beat yourself by throwing the ball away. And you're letting them score 27. Not only do you turn the ball over, you're not stopping them from scoring. So that means your turnovers are even worse because they're scoring every time you throw the ball away. They had some really stupid turnovers. They did. There were passes that they just threw out of bounds. They went over and back. 
But if they're keeping you to only scoring off every second turnover, not so bad. When they're scoring 27 off 19, so they're getting an extra 8 points on top of the turnovers that you've you've created, you know, you just can't, you can't do it. You cannot do it. Rebounding, we got beaten. We got thoroughly beaten. It was obvious, um, you know, both ends of the floor, um, they were more aggressive. Everyone was rebounding for them. Our guys, as soon as Stephen Adams went off, we might as well not even bothered. Zion, I was obviously tired towards the end of the game because he just started missing easy, uh, easy layups. It was, um, it was a real shame. Now, we'll start breaking down the game. We'll go quarter by quarter because I sort of have written my notes. First quarter, like I said, we came out scorching, hit all those threes, did really well. Um, went into the quarter break, a quarter time break, and um, and you're pretty comfortable. You're sitting there going, yeah, the ball's going in, guys are hitting their shots, and the guys off the bench when they came in contributed. We come into the second quarter, and Jackson Hayes played a few minutes, and so did Melly, and both of them were just crap, basically, <laughs> is the word I'm going to have to use. They just were not good. Jackson Hayes fell asleep on the defensive end. Um, there was a rebound that came down. It was going to fall in his lap. Instead, I think Terry Rozier got it and laid it in, and then he fouled him as well. And you're sitting there going, he's nearly seven foot. Your whole job is to get that rebound. Whether Josh Hart is floating around getting them, he's going to shark a few, but he's not going to shark him if you're the only bloke there. You, you just need to learn those basics. And falling asleep on the defensive end, uh, you bail out the other team because they've you've done the whole job and you and you ruin it for your own team because they've done the good job to get the stop. And then for you to just not grab the ball, it's just not good enough. And then to foul, yeah, it was um, it was pretty embarrassing. Melly was on for all of about five seconds. He got fouled and they just dragged him. Um, that other big man, not having a big man that is capable is just killing us. Honestly, at the end of the second quarter, the only bright spark, I suppose, was Zion just going absolutely ballistic, keeping us in it, and um, and Stephen Adams, because he was so big playing on PJ Washington. In that first half, he was good. Um, he was aggressive. They were going through him because they were more than happy to run out and close out on BI and, and on Zion and double-team Zion. So Stephen Adams started making him pay, which is what you want. You want the other guys to step up. And JJ Redick did that in this game as well. But the turnovers were still there. Instead of burying them, we absolutely flogged them in that first half. And we just kept turning the ball over. 12 uh, turnovers in the first half, I think it was. And all of a sudden, it's a 12-point lead. So we actually lose that quarter. So we went from 16 up to 12 up. So we lose. And then in the third, you give up 35 points. They hit 9 of 14 three-pointers. And they absolutely tore us a new one. It was embarrassing. We, we came out sleeping. That's uh, the long and the short of it is we just didn't look engaged at all. Um, Zion playing the small center as the backup because you can't trust the other two guys coming off the bench. You know, we got exploited. We were too short and that's where they out-rebounded us. And we can't just say, oh, well, we play Stephen Adams more because we've got to play 70 games or thereabouts. And... How are you meant to keep this bloke on the court all the time? He needs a rest. And then Zion has to play center, gets beaten up down there instead of having a rest and playing his traditional uh, four spot. 
makes it difficult. It makes it really difficult. We're in dire need of a backup big that is capable of, of going there. And by no means did Stephen Adams have a good game. Um, you know, I'm the, his biggest advocate, and I think he's phenomenal. But he had a he had a bad game by his standards. You know, coming off a triple-double, I don't expect him to do that every night, but he wasn't as good as he could, and I think it was the, the size of the, pel- uh, the Hornets, pardon me, uh, that really exploited him because they went small. And when they went small, it was good for us to get rebounds, but they swung the ball so quickly, sometimes he got exposed. Um, and we also just overused the ball a bit. Like, I don't know whether or not we're trying to compete with LaMelo Ball, who, by the way, looks pretty good. He looks ready. I mean, I saw him at, uh, in the NBL last year, and he was very handy. He looks like the real deal. But that's sidetrack. I don't know, because he was doing all fancy passes that our guys decided to, um, you know, look away passes and this carry-on that we didn't need to do. There was an instance where uh, B.I. drives all the way into the basket, and usually he would just reach up with his long arms and just lay it in. Instead, he tried to do this tricky look-away pass to Stephen Adams. Adams is already looking up at the basket, ready for a rebound if it's got a miss and a box out. Instead, the ball just went out of bounds. And they're looking at each other like, oh, what are we doing? Make the simple pass, guys. We don't, we don't need to muck around with it. Two points is better than no points. And even better than a turnover that probably scored off afterwards. So, a little bit frustrating. Uh, the fourth quarter, we came out and we would, it was a five-point game. The momentum was completely with the, um, with the Hornets. They were splashing threes from everywhere. Graham, uh, Gordon Hayward got off the chain. Terry Rozier was lighting us up. Bridges is an absolute freak, and I know there was a lot of hype about his brother, Mikhail, but this Miles Bridges is pretty handy himself as well. Um, did some vicious dunks. Um, there's a lot of upside there at the Charlotte team, and I don't think a lot of teams should count him out because Gordon Hayward's an absolute gun. And apparently he dropped 44 last game, which I hadn't... It was the quietest 44 ever. I hadn't heard anything about it, but just so frustrating. Uh, the last quarter, all of the shots just dried up, we decided that we were going to get into a shootout. And when you're the lowest ranked three-point makes in the league uh, and lowest three-point percentage, makes it really hard when they're hot as anything and, and dumping them from range the whole game. Instead of just using our strengths, we settled for jump shots. We settled for contested threes, off-balance threes. And even when we finally realized, oh, hang on, how about we give it to Zion? He was missing the easy layups as well because the paint was so congested. It was like the offense was, oh, my turn, now your turn, now my turn. B.I. gets double uh, double teamed, so he's had to pass out of it. Oh, well, I better take this three, even though I haven't hit anything all night. It makes it really difficult, guys, when you're trying to beat teams and you just change your offense um, because you get contested. And I don't know if if at training or whatever it is, we need to practice these zones against zones because teams throw it at us and we just disappear. Absolutely disappear against the zone. And I think teams are realizing that if they just sag off, we're not going to beat them from the outside. Give them a bit of space. All right, well, they'll settle for our, I don't know, 12 threes for the whole game. I mean, what did we hit? 15 threes, which is better than normal, 39%. And they actually shot 38%. Didn't feel like it. 
I mean, they hit 16 and we hit 15, but they still just lit us up. 47% from the field. We were 49. You know, free throws, not too bad, but it was it was the nearly only one a difference. Back down to 73% for our free throws. But the issue was they beat us in assists. They beat us in rebounds. Beat us in offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, steals. Blocks were the same. Turnovers we lost. Points off turnovers we got flogged. It just, it's so frustrating to watch this team with so much potential just not take care of the ball when you've got some guards that are elite guards in the NBA and they're just giving the ball up. Everyone's giving the ball up. I mean, we'll have a look at the main culprits with turnovers. We head to the box score. Donzo turned it over twice. Ingram four times. Adams four times. Williamson three times. Bledsoe two. Josh Hart one. Reddick one. Uh, Nikhil two. Everyone turned it over. No one was um, was good. You know, the only one who, who didn't was Jackson Hayes, and he played three minutes. Oh, Melly didn't either. He played one minute. So good for you guys for your four minutes combined. Another issue I had was... So the last quarter starts. Clearly, this run's going in the way of, of Charlotte. And Zion's sitting on the bench... And I understand he's having a rest. But all of the momentum has been with Charlotte. Do your best players not need to come? And I think we left him off for too long. Because as soon as B.I. touched the ball, they swarmed him. And mind the, the, the pun, I guess, a bit with the Hornets. The swarm. But they did. They swarmed him. As soon as he would cross the timeline, he got absolutely hounded into oblivion. And... Forcing the ball out of his hands in this ball denial, and all credit to them because they did it perfectly. Let the other guys beat you. That's the way you beat this Pelicans team. It's become apparent. Zion's going to get his. Bi's probably going to get his. Let the other guys beat you because they can't shoot. And teams are cottoning onto this. And when the bad teams are doing it to you, something's got to change. And I don't know what that thing is. I mean, I definitely think our rebounding just needs to be. We just need to be the best rebounding team in the league. Um, and it needs to be consistent. And when the bench comes on, that second five needs to be better. I don't care if they're, oh, we're going to stagger Zion and BI so we can keep the offense going. Well, we can't just have isolation plays because teams are cottoning onto it. And they're forcing it out of your hands. You're going to get open looks. But if you're not going to knock them down consistently, well, that's playing right into their hand. What I love, the way we play and when we win, is we go to the bucket. And we cause fouls. And the teams we've beaten, we've fouled them out. And you know, the paces we should have won. But we gave them trouble against a good side because we fouled all the good players out. Yeah, we got beaten in the end. But only because of the bounce of the, the ball. So, pretty frustrating. I mean, we'll bounce back. Next game is on Tuesday, I think. We've got a couple of days off, which will be nice. Um, give them a bit of a rest. I think we head off on the West. Um, that was the last game at home before we go on a seven-game away tour of the West. Uh, yeah, starting with the Mavericks, the four and four Mavericks on Monday night, so Tuesday morning for me. Frustrating guys. We've got to beat these guys. We we honestly do because you can't just keep dropping games. Dallas is a good side. They're only going to get better when Kristaps Porzingis comes back. Um, they're vulnerable now, but you still got Luca, who's just going to 
absolutely tear us apart unless we crack down on him early. And if that means getting him in foul trouble, then go at him. Go directly at him. Anyway, enough of my carry on. The three keys to the game that I thought was the three takeaways, I'll say. Turnovers are killers. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. And points off turnovers as the one B, I guess. If that was one A, turnovers, one B is, is points off turnovers and preventing them. That is something we need to do. Take care of the ball. We're a good side. And we've proven you're going to score 100 points. What, 100 110 points? We've done that last few games. But then you let them score 118. It's difficult. You know, 110 is a, a worthy score. You can win games with that. But you can't give up 27 points off turnovers. That's easy buckets. Mikhail Bridges should not be running the length of the score of the court to dunk it. Neither should Gordon Haywood. We just can't have that. So that's number one. Number two, finish the game with your starters. The starting five must be your finishing five. And I credit uh, my girlfriend, Lark, for that one because she was like, well, what's happening here? Why isn't Zion out there? And I was like, well, he's resting. I think we left him a couple of minutes too long. Um, And if his fitness isn't there, well, we've got to give him a rest earlier on because we need closers. And we can't just rely on B.I. to dribble the ball around hoping he creates a shot because they are cottoning on to that strategy. And consistently, they're closing him out and double-teaming him. So... Starting five has to be your finishing five. I know we love Josh Hart at the end, but I think Bled needs to be on. He's just as good a defender. You need to have that team. The third takeaway is that we need a backup big man. We need one desperately. It has to happen ASAP. Let's get it done. Whatever we can do. I heard, I saw some terrible take that apparently John Collins was inquired about by a few teams. I hope the Pelicans because he's an absolute freak. So I would love to have John Collins. I don't know if that's fact. I mean, he's a, he's a beast, and I don't think the Hawks would give him up easily, but it'd be really good if we did get someone like that, because he's really good. I don't know what you have to give up for him, but he'd be pretty handy. So yeah, they're the three takeaways. Let's stop some point. Let's just protect the, the ball. Take care of the ball, because we deserve it. The, the fans deserve it. Now, guys, that's probably enough from me. I'd, of course, love to thank the sponsors, mybookie.ag. They're our good friends. Make sure you sign up there if you want to do some gambling on your sports. They are very good. Uh, And, of course, manscaped.com. Hoopball20 is the code. Guys, my name's Lyle Swithenbank. This has been the Pelican Scoop. We'll take on Dallas. Hopefully, we'll take care of the ball. I'll leave you with that. Stay safe. Thinking of you all out there, and um, I'll chat to you on Tuesday, I guess. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.